Hi guys, I'm Millie Fox, serial entrepreneur, energetic business coach, and lover of all things luxury. Welcome to the Millie Fox Show, a place where you'll encounter refreshing perspectives on manifestation, spirituality, and the new paradigm of feminine leadership. Let's dive in. I am super excited for today's episode. And now I know I say that a lot, but if you could see the smile on my face, or if you're watching on YouTube, um, you will know that it's extra next level today. So today I have Tasha Wall on as a guest. Tasha is the hotness coach and a supermodel psychic who uses her master channeling to detangle your blocks and bring you to the next level in your body, business, and bank account. And now let me just say, I think Tasha and I have been orbiting each other's worlds for some time now online. And I just have this thing for people who, how can I say this, who do things in sort of like a naughty way, (laughs) who kind of like push the boundaries and maybe make people a little bit uncomfortable. And that always is so fascinating for me. And so I've always been quite intrigued by you. And that's the main reason I'm so excited to talk to you today. So welcome. Yay. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive right in. First, my first question is for you is what is a hotness coach? So it's like, what is hot? It's like, what's hotness all about to you? So to me, it's like hotness can be many things. It can be physical, like it can be your body, your outfits and everything like that. But really it's about channeling your passion and channeling your heat factor and that piece of you that needs to be uncontained and set free and unleashed so that you feel unstoppable. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at our ultimate hotness, sometimes what we have to do is look at what could be holding us back from uncontaining. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's body, sometimes it's mindset, sometimes it's shrinking, sometimes it's insecurities, and then basically working on whatever that is in Mm -hmm. order to basically set your wildfire everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And you've obviously done this for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us like a little bit about your journey with your hotness level? (sighs) Okay. Cause I've had a huge revelation just recently. And I realized like basically my entire business was built off a trauma response from an ex-boyfriend. So it started with the ex-boyfriend, the douchebag that cheated on me, this and that. And I was like, I was heavier. Right. So it was like my self-worth. So it was like me filling voids with men, filling voids with sex. And then I healed that. And then I filled voids with food and then I healed that. And I filled voids with money. And like, Mm. it was like this constant thing, but where it really rooted from was the guy who cheated on me. So he cheated on me. And then I was like, fuck this shit. Like I'm going to be so hot and so successful that he's going to regret it. Mm, And then body. Exactly. So then it turned into me transforming my body, which turned into a personal training career and then eventually evolved into business coaching and mindset and then healing. But over all the years, because that's like a 15 year span, I've been doing this for 15 years, I've kind of had to um, purify that revenge. Do you know what I mean? And I've realized that like, it was still there. Just it pops up in different forms. 
And it's like, I've been using this whole time, like, you know, with that edginess and the pushing the boundaries, like all of that was basically me using kind of like anger and revenge to springboard off and use it to like propel me forward. Do you know what I mean? Whether it be a girl who said something, something that happened in high school, like all of that tangled up in me using it to like achieve success. Okay. So now you've made a shift, right? I've noticed this in your, um, your posts as well, that you're, you're going into like that softening. <laughs> I know, it's hard as fuck. Okay. It's so scary. I'm like, okay, softness is my new edge. But yeah. here's the thing is that when you're soft, things can hurt. <laughs> Vulnerability, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So Brene Brown says, uh, I think it's like strong back, soft heart or something like that. It's like you can have like those boundaries, but still have that like softness and, and it is it's vulnerability for sure. So that's, it's nice to see that because I've been through a similar journey myself too, with like having all these walls up and going through a lot of trauma myself in childhood and just feeling like, no, like I'm going to be the strong girl, you know, like I'm going to be the one that like, you know, you see someone crying over whatever and you're like, what's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> it's, I know. it's good for those kind of weak emotions. But it's and not- it's, it's, you don't even notice that you're doing it in the moment. So like my little sneaky thing that would sneak in is I was kind of using my body as like my armor and my shields because something like pushing boundaries or being naked, like that's the easy thing for me to do. Mm. The hard thing for me to do is actually take that down. So for me, like the pushing rules, which is like my bad girl, I really had to learn how to manage her. (laughs) So she doesn't have consequence. Like, stop getting banned on Facebook and this and that. And cause what I realized it was doing is every time my bad girl would create a challenge, then whether it be, maybe somebody doesn't like me and then they get to say something and then it bounces off my armor. And then I get to be like, haha, you can't hurt me. I don't give a fuck what you think. Like I would almost like it. It's, uh. it's so strange. Oh no, it's, it's reminds me of the book that I I'm still just finishing called existential kink. So it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like, like that. Like I would get off on it yeah. because it would make me feel powerful. And like, no matter what you say, you can't hurt me. Yeah. So I really had to change it from like, I don't give a fuck to I'm okay with people's opinions. And I had to change it from like, I don't care to it's safe to care. Holy shit. It's safe to care. Oh my God. Suddenly opinions matter, but like, I don't care enough to change who I am. Like I care, but not enough to alter what I'm saying so that it lands in a different way. Yeah. Not enough to become codependent, right? Like not enough Mm -hmm. to take on other people, the responsibility for other people's perceptions and experiences and all that jazz. That's such a fine dance to master. Um, it's such a beautiful yeah. place to come to uh, and to witness yourself. It takes such a level of awareness, right? To actually be able to be like, oh, I've been doing that thing. Um, so that was, I was going to go into this a little bit with you about like showing up the way that you do online, because a lot of people, most people I would say, wouldn't feel comfortable showing up 
the way that you do online. And we're talking like some hot, sexy stuff here. Obviously it makes other people uncomfortable because it's like, it's, it's a mirror. It's like showing people exactly where they've got like stuff and limitations and insecurities, whether they notice that or not. Right. But how did you come to that place where you're so comfortable being that way, showing up in such a, you know, raw way where you're like, this is it. I think it was that because way back in the day when I was with the shitty boyfriend, it was like, after I transformed my body, I was like, I just want everyone to see it. (laughs) So hot. I just want everyone to see it. Like, I just was so in love. It started with being in love with my body and just being so proud of what I did. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I just didn't, I just don't care what people think. Like my love for myself overpowers what other people think. Okay. So strangers on the internet, but what about like people in your life, people close to you? You have two sons, right? And you're, I'm assuming yeah. you're, you're married, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody always wants to know how my husband feels about it. (laughs) Not his favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Like if he had a choice, he would get me to cover up my nipples. Okay. But also it's not up for discussion. Like I'm doing what I'm doing and basically kind of deal with it. Like it's not even something I'm willing to discuss. Same thing with you know, what's weird. I think I just own it so much that nobody really cares. Like I've got aunties and actually that's not true. I blocked my mom on Facebook. So my mom, cares. (laughs) my mom cares. My mom just doesn't get it. So if you don't get it, I just either block you (laughs) or or that's it. Like I just block you basically. Yeah. But also I have a separate page for friends and family. Mm -hmm. So if I feel weird about it, I just, I just really was like, this is my business page. I'm doing business here. Mm -hmm. And if you're not my client, like I'm not going to have you on my business page. So I just created a separate spot for like really close friends and family. And it's just like kids pictures and this and that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Way to like have different containers where you're wearing different hats and you know knowing that we get to be that dynamic as women we get to have those different sides of ourselves and we exist you know with contradiction and contrast within ourselves right like knowing that and accepting it so my next question for you then is how do you respond to or how do you see it when you know women are there's so much pressure on women to be sexy and and hypersexualized and all of these different things. How do you see it differently? What you're teaching and what you're uh, empowering women to to feel within themselves than that mainstream, you know, patriarchal pressure to be certain ways and to look certain ways. Yeah. So usually when I'm doing that, we have to go in and identify where the pressure is coming from because we can easily like blame it on society or say it's because of this and that, but it's coming from somewhere way deeper, like way, way deeper. So usually what I do is I go in on an individual basis and I go into the body in healing sessions. So I basically channel their body to identify because it usually comes somewhere from like a dad and somewhere like that. And it really just comes down to comparison and what your idea of you think sexy is supposed to be, what your personal expression of what it would be. So what I do is more about helping them identify what their version of sexy is. 
so that there's not a pressure to be an Instagram 20 pound model if you want to be the juicy one or like it's whatever you want it to be like one person sexy is like a white t-shirt and jeans and another person's sexy is a power suit yeah and another person's sexy is naked like it's what do you want yours to be and you don't need to try to be this other thing that you feel like isn't attainable for you or whatever it's really like i number one identifying where the pressure comes from number two making your own unique sexiness and number three, healing it from within, because it mostly has to do with like a, what you would perceive as success. Like women tend to make their looks something like, like that's achievable. Right. You know what I mean? When there's daddy issues, it usually stems from that. It makes total sense. Like really, uh, it's like, obviously, right. Uh, when you mm-hmm. say it out loud, you're like, oh, okay, well, probably. Right. It's just about an unveiling, really. And the way that you show up online is your version of sexy. Like you're not, you personally are not saying like the way I show up is the way to be sexy. This is just you showing women what's possible. And I love to see that. So I recently have transformed into, I think the hottest version of me. And I haven't really spoken about this anywhere before, but this past year, I kind of, Um, just decided that I wanted to be hotter and it wasn't a body transformation. Like my body pretty much looks the same. I just feel like I exude a new level of hotness. And I think it was like almost just a shift in the way that I wanted to show up in the world or the way that I wanted to be. And there were subtle external shifts, you know, as well, where I look at pictures of myself from like three, four years ago. And I'm like, wow, you're like really like, you know, matronly looking. And now I feel like a hottie. So I think that what you were saying before uh, rings really true where it was like, I had this idea of what sexy was and I was like aiming for it and feeling like I'm just too goofy to be that. Like, I'm not that kind of person. Like I'm awkward. I'm clumsy. I'm goofy. I can't be sexy, you know, whereas the shift that I've come into, because the the journey that I went on was really more about like unlocking that relationship with, you know, my root and like my woman and my pussy and all those things to tap into that like sacral, you know, grounded sexual energy in order to take my business and my life and everything to the next level. And it was just whole, so, sort of this whole internal process and internal shift. So I'm curious to know, what is your thought on um, like the relationship between like manifestation and unlocking your ability to make money and, and have success in different areas of your life um, that goes along with that like relationship to your sexuality? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like this is about owning it. Like even when you were talking about yourself stepping into it, it's like owning, owning who you are. And so when it comes to money, it's the same. It actually is so similar. Like when you spot a coach online and she looks like she's successful and you're like, okay, that's what I have to do. I've got to teach on business when I really want to talk about romance, or I've got to teach on money when I really want to talk about uh, family or Like it's really staying out of the comparison game and having to identify like your it factor. 
Cause the more you're in your it factor, the hotter you are and the more passionate you're feeling about it, which translates into your business. So like with you, obviously you've been getting to know yourself deeper and deeper and more and more. And not only that, you've like taken the things that you've always known about yourself and basically extracted them and just owned it by like talking about them, by being it, by dressing like it, like, Mm -hmm. especially for you, it was like your, your fashion sense that really got me because style matters. Yeah. Like your style is your personal expression, expression of yourself. And I can just tell with you that you just know who you are. It's a very unique way of dressing. It's very vibrant. It's very bright. It's very standout. And you can tell the way that you dress that you're not hiding. Mm, yeah. And that's I love, hot. I love that you always comment on my outfits. It's, it's like, cause that was a big part of my journey, actually rediscovering myself. Cause there was a period of time and it actually happened to me before I had kids um, that I lost myself. I met my, my husband when I was 19. And when I met him, he was like eight almost eight years older than me, I was like, oh, I have to grow up now. And then I was like, what does that mean to grow up? And so I had all of these ideas of what it meant to grow up. And I thought that I had to like dress a certain way and stop listening to certain music. And it's not that I was trying to change for him, but I just was projecting this like box of like, this is like grown up me that I'm now becoming. And and so I actually just end up completely losing myself. And I look at the pictures from that time in my life. I'm like, what was I wearing? Like, what was this? Like, regions and... Oh, my God. I used to, oh. I used to like, start dressing like the guy I liked. <laughs> like, <laughs> same thing with the music. But deep down, I just want to be a Spice Girl forever. Like, That's so funny. Boyfriends, I would alter the music. But all I really want is jelly platforms and to be a Spice Girl. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I went through this process of like rediscovering color and shape. And because I loved fashion prior to that, I used to like, you know, go to thrift stores and alter clothes and, you know, do all sorts of fun things with clothes. And I just lost that. So getting that back was just such a huge part of the whole journey for me. So I I really love it. Every time you comment on one of my things and you say like, you love my outfits and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I am fashionable. That is part of who I am. You know, it's, it's, it's lovely to play in that way. So what are some other ways that you might suggest for women listening to, to play, to, to get in touch with that sexy side of themselves, you know, in a way that feels true to them and not put on from the outside? do a fucking photo shoot. And here is the best advice for a photo shoot that I find. Mm. Okay. So when you're in your everyday life, you're like wearing the outfits that you're comfortable with. And you're really feeling like you, when I do a photo shoot, I actually don't want to feel like me at all. I want to feel like someone I've never met. Mm. And like, I want it to be unpredictable. So really having like a, like multiple photo shoots for your branding as well, where you channel different pieces of you. So maybe one day you're going to do your family photo shoot where you look like yourself. Yeah. And then maybe in this photo shoot, you really want to own like the boss bitch side of you. You like, you want to look professional and you want to look sharp and precise. And then maybe in another one, you want to look like a little bit more wild. So the photo shoots and the music makes a really big difference depending on what you want to channel, like what side of you you want to channel. Yeah. I like be every spice girl, (laughs) be every spice girl. Yes. Yes. Because you are dynamic. Like I was saying earlier and 
I would even say like do a boudoir shoot because I've done three of those in the last, I think, two years. Doing it with the right person, I have to say, because the, the woman that did my boudoir photo shoots, she made it such a safe space. And it was really about me, um, not about like an idea of being sexy. So it was just such a such an experience to be able to see myself in that way. And I didn't even do them for my husband or anything like that. I just did it because I was like, I just want to do this for me, you know? So I did one when I was like six weeks pregnant, like couldn't even tell I was pregnant one at like full pregnancy. And then I did one like postpartum as well, like these different stages of that, like motherhood transformation. And it was such a cool thing to, to do. So that, that is awesome. I love photo shoots. I actually just did one like a couple weeks ago. I haven't shared many of the pictures yet, but it is, it's play. That's definitely such good advice. Oh, I love it. On the, the topic of manifestation, because you know, that's my thing. How would you say manifesting changed for you after you became a mom? Holy crap. Okay. So that was a hard journey. That was such a hard, like I struggled hard with my second son. I went through postpartum really tough. And I think it was like just being it every day, I guess, like being present because when you're present, it also manifests. But when I became a new mom, I wasn't really into energetics yet. Like I didn't, I hadn't tapped into that piece of me. That's like what propelled me into it actually. Like it was kind of like I had to hit this. Oh, okay. I got it. I know what I did. Naturally what I started doing is because I was going through it tough, like tough, tough, tough. And eventually I was like, this is not normal to be crying like this all the time. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out why 16 year olds are having babies and I'm over here, a grown ass woman, financially stable with an amazing husband. And I can't get my shit together. I'm like, mm. what is going on? So there was a lot of like shame and stuff. So I guess in like manifesting who I wanted to be, what I started doing was writing out the dirty, shameful stuff. And then literally looking at what the opposite feeling would be. And then identifying what it would take for me to feel like that. So this is when I was in the stuckness, right? So if it was like, I feel sad, I had to start making lists of what makes me feel happy. And then I kind of turned it around like that. And then as far as like, when you're going from amazing to even more amazing, I think it has to do with like body integration is how I manifest, like really learn being where I am now faster. And then it pulls in the future faster. Yeah. Yes. Like radical acceptance, right. That like, Mm -hmm. like that existential kink of like, what am I resisting about myself? What am I resisting about this moment? What is causing me pain and suffering in this moment? And how can I actually like go into that and like face it, turn toward it, find pleasure in it in some, you know, sort of kinky. Yeah. Cause I used to do a lot of like focusing on quantum leaping. I used to do a lot of like, let me picture my future self and like feel into that. But now I actually just feel into my current self and it brings me to my future self. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have just, cause it, then it was just this constant trying to leap for something outside of me. Yeah. And so I be where I am and it takes me to where I'm going. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, I've been like really going into this idea of quantum leaps lately, how it's so glorified, right? Like the quantum leap is like just so glorified and we can't quantum leap from a place of disliking where we currently are. Like we, well, you could, you could, but it would be doing it from a place of scarcity and lack, right? So I think that when that happens, like the quantum leap is not sustainable, right? Exactly. And I went through that phase as well, where I would, I was able to quantum leap, but only if I was in the high. So if I was in either massive excitement or like extreme, like a a adrenaline rush because of the excitement, like if I was really amped up, like bursting with excitement over a launch, then I could hit a really high income. But again, it, it wasn't integrated because I only believed I, I believed that I have to be excited in order to quantum leap, but it's actually not true. Yeah. Yeah. That's the belief that, that a lot of us, you know, buy into when we yeah. get into the manifestation. And that was going to be my next question is what do you think is the biggest, you know, misunderstanding or lie that is, you know, propagated through mainstream manifestation teaching? That you have, to make the leap in order for people to leap into you. I don't actually believe that the universe is like so literal like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't believe you have to spend a billion dollars to make a billion dollars. I don't believe that you have to constantly be, because there is a lot of talk in mainstream media about like, you have to make the leap and this and that. And yes, of course you do. But there's almost this idea that you're not allowed to be safe or that safety is like bad. And so for a long time, I functioned out of this always on the edge spot, like, okay, I push myself to the edge and I take the huge leap into the massive program that costs so much money. And that does work because then you have to level up. But this new piece that I'm stepping into is like, I get to feel safe around it and I get to take a simple step. I don't have to leap for the thing that frightens my nervous system in order to up level. Mm, Yes. Yes. I love that so much. That's so good because it's so true. And I think that doing that all the time is like, like you said, it's, it messes with your nervous system, right? It's like operating on that, like fight or flight level that like adrenaline junkie sort of like space. And it it messes up your nervous system in a huge way. And there's this post that I've seen several times that I just want to see if I can go and find it. I'm not, I'm not even sure if I'm going to say the name right, but Jaya John, I think is a poet. It's from this book called the fragrance after rain. And the, the post says her nervous system had been through so much. She decided to spend the rest of her life calming the inflammation, thoughts, feelings, memories, behavior, relations. She soothed it all with deep loving breaths and gentle practices the softer she became with herself, the softer she became with the world, which became softer with her. She birthed a new general generational cycle of peace. And that just like, oh, I just I love that so much because that's how I feel like we're always on this adrenaline high right now in, in the world. And it's always about like change faster, you know, change faster, take the leap, do the scary thing. And I'm all about actually, you know, making friends with fear and holding hands with fear. 
But that doesn't mean like that you're always compromising your feelings of safety. Absolutely not. I, I don't, uh-huh. I don't think that that's necessary at all. And that's what I teach in, in my containers too, is like, we can't compare ourselves to the person who, you know, invested $250,000 in a coach with $12 left in their bank account. And to us, because we don't know what level of safety they were at when they did that. Maybe they felt like quite safe to do that. You know, for you, it sends you into like a complete like nervous system panic attack. And then it's going to leave you in scarcity, right? It's going to leave you in that like, I don't, I don't feel safe at all. That's not a good position to put yourself in, you know? So we can't compare. And then it comes back to the pressure thing. Like it's pressure and fear are best friends. And so, you know, what really helped me with that is I had to learn how to, because when you're in that addictive pattern like that, because it is very addictive because it's so intense and it feels so good when you're in that high Mm -hmm. and then you constantly crash. But what I had to learn how to do was get out of my head and into my body. So I had to learn how to lock trust in inside my body. So when it's something like, say, money that I felt like I couldn't trust or I didn't know ever what was going to happen, what I had, what I found was I had to think of like, okay, what do I trust? So maybe it started for me with my husband. Like I thought like, okay, that's something I trust. Like, can I, can I feel the trust of my husband and our relationship in my body while I'm doing scary things? And then I learned how to regulate my body like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So I changed my body vibration by constantly feeling into trust and like digesting and dissolving the nervousness through healing sessions. Yeah. I, this conversation is like just so on point right now for like everything that I've been thinking about and, and, you know, feeling into with the trust piece and even just emotions in the body in general. I literally like just got off a couple of calls with different group coaching containers that I have. And I was saying exactly this, like we need to be able to hold space for the emotions in our body. We need to be able to recognize what an emotion feels like in our body. Is it tightness in our throat? Is it clenching? Is it like a combination of these three things together? Um, and being able to have the level of awareness, like, oh, I'm feeling shame right now, or I'm feeling, you know, fear right now. And being able to go like, oh, and just having that moment of recognition, acknowledgement and allowing it. Right. It's, it's so powerful because when we expand our capacity to sit with the discomfort, I think we expand our capacity to, to, to call in more, more good, but that doesn't mean that we always have to be in discomfort either. It doesn't mean that we have to constantly be pushing ourselves, you know, to that level. (laughs) You're going to go through like nervous system breakdown, like burnout, right? If we're continuing that. Yeah. Yeah. And then even the deeper and deeper you get to know that the deeper you understand. So you might identify, okay, I feel it in my throat or like for me, I would feel it in my veins. Like it would literally feel like, like I was a, like a junkie, Mm. like, oh my God, do the bad thing right now. Do it. (laughs) But like when you can identify, okay, it's in my throat. So that means it's linked to communication. It's in my heart. So it's linked to my desires. It's in my stomach. So it's linked to my core values. 
If it's in my back, it's linked to the past. If it's in my forward, in my front, it's linked to my future. If it's in my legs, it's linked to the way the movements that I take and the way that I take steps. If it's in my arms, it's linked to the way that I grab onto things and how I hold on. So identifying the body part and what that body part represents. And then you can kind of like work on unmind fucking yourself because the strongest energy always wins. Right. So for some people, they know how to be like, no, I choose to think something differently. Some people can do that. I've right. never been able to do that. Like yeah. that was too hard for me. So I had to make my body the strongest energy. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to change my mind about it, I literally would just have to feel it dissolve in my body by sitting in it. Mm, yeah. And that can be like, just like a visualization process or like gradual, what do they call it? Like a gradual relaxation. Um, that's not gradual is not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, totally. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really amazing that you have gained and gotten to that level of awareness. Like even with the body parts that you just mentioned, that's so helpful to, I feel like even just having that as a sound clip to, you know, to play back and go, okay, if it's this, it's this, it's just like a little guidebook, right? It's like, oh, yeah. God. Cause there's always a deeper, there's always a deeper. So like, let's say you're like, okay, I feel it in my throat. And then it's like, okay, well, what does the throat stand for? It stands for communication. And then also going even deeper into the specific, not the emotion, but the vibration of it. So does it feel like a ball? Does it feel hot? Does it feel cold? Does it feel tingly? Mm -hmm. So going deeper into like the exact sensation, does it feel scratchy? And then what does that stand for? Mm -hmm. Right? So for, for example, let's say if you feel it in your throat and you're like, it feels like hot it probably has to do with passion or anger because you're looking at, okay, well, what does hot represent? Yeah. So learning how to go deeper and deeper into your channel and to identify, because it's one thing to be like, Ooh, I feel it in my neck. But if you don't even know what that means, it's harder for your brain to make sense of it. And the more you can make sense with your brain and your body, yeah. the more you're in full alignment, mind, body, spirit. Yeah, that's like the coherence piece. Like I think Joe Dispenza talks about like um, mind heart coherence, where you're like in alignment with your body and with your brain. I really like that too. Oh, this has been so cool. I love this. (laughs) So, okay. The final question that I love to ask every one of my guests is what are you manifesting right now? longevity, consistency, stability, in addition to the desires and the elevation. So mm-hmm. integrated highs, like being high and integrated and rooted at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my biggest thing that and like, because I'm no longer driven by results anymore. I'm all about a feeling. So it's like this complete feeling of wholeness and steady at the same time. Right. So you don't have to experience that crash after. Yeah. Integrated highs. That's like my main thing. And like, especially for this year, 2022 going forward, a lot of reoccurring payments. That's like my main thing. And I want like my rider dies. I want my spice girl team. Like I want one year journeys with my clients, not quickies. Like I don't want one night stands and quickies. I want like, we're going to, we're in this for communion and intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, what is it? Tantric. (laughs) 
<laughs> tantric as fuck. Yeah. 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 I was actually just reading about, it's called Tonglin meditation and, and it's about like Tantra and how what the way that we view Tantra in, in the West is not actually the way that they necessarily view it in the East where Tantra is not necessarily like sexual. It doesn't have to be sexual, but it's really just this. And I'm not going to do it any justice, but it's like more like just drawn out. It's like more long, long vision. Um, so that's perfect that you said that. And that I said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like when we look at orgasms, like orgasm is really just being really into something together and building it up. Yeah. And when you can open up your sacral, because I've, I've also recently had like a huge sexual awakening. It's insane. Like my vagina would pulse. My vagina was pulsing all the time. So when you really open up that chakra. Yeah. You can like feel your puss like pulling things in, mm, but so it's not that. always a horny. Like it, it sometimes can be horny, but it's more of like, Ooh, my puss wants this or my puss wants that. And something that's really cool that you can do if you're someone who's very activated in that chakra, let's say if you're thinking about something you want to manifest or trying to make a decision, <laughs> Oh, should I buy that bag? Should I buy that coaching package? Should I date that guy? like visualizing the thing and visualizing, putting the energy up the puss hole and then seeing what it does. Like, does it swirl up or does it fall flat? And if it swirls up and goes, then it's a, yes, my puss wants that. If it falls flat, it's like, no, my puss doesn't want that. Yeah. I've definitely heard this like pussy desires phrase before several times. It I've, I've read the book. I forget the author's name right now. Uh, G- Mama Gina, she wrote the, like the book pussy. Right. And it's, it's interesting when you haven't read the book, you're like, you might cringe at hearing that word. Right. But when you, when you've go, gone into this world, I was like, there's gotta be like another word other than pussy. Cause it's like such a taboo, you know, <laughs> word. I think like the closest thing to it that I could think of was Shakti. Like, it's like that Shakti energy of like creative life force of just like, oh, I don't know what the feeling I get when I think of Shakti is just like that tingles and like this magical, like creative capacity. So I think it's very connected there. It's very, you know, sort of one and of the same thing. Uh, But I love that little visualization that you just that you just offered because that that's a fun thing to do like going shopping and just like "Hmm, what does this feel like (laughs) yeah and it really just comes down to connection like especially when we're looking at sex and up leveling sex because for a long time I was like yeah I can have multiple O's I don't get the big deal about it like I don't understand what everyone's so obsessed about but it was also because I wasn't having soul orgasms Mm -hmm. and they're not the same as regular orgasms So the more you're able to connect and what it came down to emotionally was that I just wasn't fully letting my husband in, but not even knowing it, yeah, like not even being aware. And then when I learned how to drop those defense mechanisms and how to like pull his soul inside of me through various techniques, it up-leveled the sex life. And then sex stopped feeling like something I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't know. Kardashians aren't on right now. So I guess I have time. Like yeah. it stopped being like that. And it started being like, Spiritual. I actually am yearning for it. Yeah. It's I believe that, that, that it's a spiritual part of us. Like it's really a soul part of us. It's I, I don't think that it's like just human at all. I believe it's very much a direct connection. 
to source. And I felt that way for a long time. I think that you should write a book about all of these like energetic, like explanations that you've given, like how this part of the body has these, if they have these sensations, it's like, it would be like this guide for women to, to connect with their bodies on this level. I think you'd do really well. Watch yeah, it. You're, you're already doing it. <laughs> a couple people have already. Yeah. You're like probably the third or fourth person to mention that to me. So that's a nice confirmation. Yeah. Universe is telling you something. Okay. Tasha, please tell the people where they can come find you, what offer you may have, where we can deepen our relationship with you. Yay. Okay. So my website is just tashawall.com. My Instagram is at tashwallfit. And the biggest thing that I have right now is this like all in package where you're doing I hate saying mind, body, soul, because fucking everybody says that it's so overused, but it really is. So like mind as in Voxer doing brain work, doing hacking, doing like changing your brain body, as in you get all of my hot body content on like chiseling out your body from good to hot, like good to amazing. So whatever your level is now up, up leveling that with food and all that stuff. And then soul as in healing session. So soul is in we're unraveling and detangling your blocks and sharpening your intuition and teaching you how to use your own channel. So it's basically a package that includes all of that. So it's like every box is getting ticked. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't share this before, but I also used to be a personal trainer and nutritionist. So I've got that, uh, that interest as well. So that's awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for this conversation, for showing up, for being here, for sharing a part of yourself with us today. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Millie Fox show. If you resonated with something in the episode, take a screenshot right now and share it to social. You can tag me at Millie Fox so I can reshare it. And while you're there, come give me a follow and say, Hey, if you're really vibing, I would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review to help the show reach more listeners. And if you want to go one step farther with me, you can hop over to the link in my bio on Instagram to see how you can work with me. Thanks again. Love you guys.